This is the Daily Planet Special News Bulletin. Lois and Clark is our We're talking about Terry and Superman. We'll cover it all, at least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. And welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. Um, we're in our final season, which means it's my final chance to do weird little episodes like this. So we've got a fan talk here, everybody. Um, we have heard from from people overseas, from from you know uh, our Irish friends uh, Alan and Rob, uh, what they think of the show. Um, but uh, I, I'm really excited about today's guest because not only um, does she know the show and you know experience it in another country, but I think first experienced it in another language and maybe she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll get into it in a second. Welcome to the podcast, Helena Katani. How are you? Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out or I've reached out to you. Oh my God. Uh, Thank you. um, Yeah. Yeah. This was fun to experience the show in in the 90s and to experience, experience it in Portuguese was a bit different. It was because of Lois and Clark that I started to want to learn English. And really? Because I, w- yeah, because I was 11, 12 years old uh, when I discovered the show on TV. Uh, and I wanted to be able, my 10-year-old brain, 12-year-old brain, thinking, oh, if I ever meet Dean or Terry, I want to be able to talk to them. So I have to learn English. Never okay. met them, probably never will, but they helped me somehow to learn and to understand it. That's incredible. I do hope you get to at least tell one of them that story at a convention someday. Cause like, I'm sure they hear all the time. I watched it with my family. You got me into Superman, whatever. But like, that's such a sweet, sweet story. That's really cool. Like it actually, it spurred you to learn something, you know, useful in life, a second language. Like that's amazing. Yeah, because uh, the show was dubbed uh, when it aired on Brazilian TV. Mm-hmm. It was dubbed, but I knew it wasn't the original language. So it got me to uh, interest to understand and to read about it because uh, there was a website that you mentioned a couple of, a lot of episodes ago, Who knows, like a, uh, yeah. redboots.net. Yes. So I would... I will open the website, take a dictionary, and try to understand everything that was going. So, and uh, that's the way I started to learn English, and then got into other interests and music and books and everything. So, that that's uh, but that's so cool. Yeah, and you were saying too that like that, and we'll get into it. Uh, you sent me um, this this awesome ad, um, but like Lois and Clark had had. A following in Brazil. It, it was it was popular. <laughs> it was it was really popular because it aired on our biggest network. Okay. And the show aired from '94 to '97. Okay. Around that time, uh, I found the promos uh, in Portuguese. I can send you them later. To Would the love to post some with this. And, and I'm going to apologize to the listeners right now too. We're on a Zoom call. Um, you're in another country. We're in a bit of a delay, so we're trying not to talk over each other, but we're going to keep doing it. So just like let's just establish that. Um, but yeah, no, I would love to put some of those up 
um, with this episode. I, I will definitely put up the, I think it was like a shoe store commercial that Dean and Terry starred in. And it was, it was an exclusively Portuguese commercial, except for like one or two lines from them. It's, it's so crazy that, that they had that much popularity that they were getting endorsement deal, deals from Brazil, you know? Yeah, they came here to shoot the promos here. I think there is an interview in Portuguese on a talk show with mm -hmm. Dean. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to, to watch it. Uh, but here, uh, I can put, we can put this on the, the podcast. I found this. This is the promo that I have. I have a few um, clippings uh, from newspapers and stuff. So it says here, uh, not even Iron Man, Iron Man will resist. No, uh, yeah. Men of Steel, sorry, Men, Men of, of Steel. Steel. Not even the Men of Steel will resist it. Amazing. Yeah, that it's from a magazine. So crazy to me. It it was a really big deal because the show aired uh, here in our most popular network, and they had a, a following. Uh, there were other fans. Uh, I remember uh, the real wedding episode. Mm -hmm. I've missed it. I, I used to record the episode so I could watch. I watch sure. it later in the week, but I've missed the real episode one. So I found someone in another state that I send a blank VHS tape and they send, send me the, the wedding episode later so I could watch it. There was um, a lot of uh, newspaper articles and uh, stories about it. And the show stopped airing mid-season four. The really? the yeah and there is this uh, little clipping I have a few of them there is this note that's uh, the oh much tinier than the the Dean ad yeah, that's that's telling yeah. isn't it yeah that says out oh, it disrespected the fans because um, the show aired uh, I think three or four episodes uh, into season four they changed it and aired a season two episode. Uh, really? The wall of sound, yeah, yeah. without uh, letting the fans know. I think the show originally was on hiatus or something, okay. and they had to show another episode, but they didn't tell us that. Uh, they didn't show uh, anything that, oh, next week we'll wear a new episode. Mm. And in the middle of the, this season two episode, they aired um, Liz Taylor miniseries that would, would air. <laughs> On the same time time slot, so that's how we knew the show wasn't wasn't coming back. Wow! So the the end of season four, I watched it. I don't know years later. The Vixen episode on yeah. season four. I don't I don't think you've recorded this episode yet. I've watched it only on the DVDs about ten years later. Incredible. So there is a, a couple missing pieces. Uh, the end of season four is not that meaningful to me because I never watched it on real time. Sure, Just on it, reruns a couple of episodes later, a couple of years later. Yeah, it wasn't part of, of your experience it, with it when you were a fan and when you were young and like that, I totally get it. It's almost, it's almost like fan fiction for you later on or something, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what I wanted to ask, first of all, like, so before Lois and Clark, just for you personally, um, what had been, if anything, your interaction with with Superman or superheroes in general? Like, you know, 
nothing. She's shaking her head. Nothing at all. No. <laughs> really? Nothing. Bef before Lois and Clark and after Lois and Clark, mm -hmm. nothing related to Superman. I, I'm, I think I'm one of the few people that never watched Smallville. I've never <laughs> had interest in watching Smallville, uh, but that was my experience. I knew that there was Superman movies. I sure. think I've watched a, a few pieces of uh, parts, pieces, parts of them, uh, but that was it. But when I found the, this show, I fell in love with it. And it's like the first show that I really cared about and wanted to watch and wanted to, to learn, to understand everything about it. Yeah, that we were just talking a little bit off mic and, and I was telling you, like, it's not my favorite show in the world, like hands down, top of the list favorite show, but it was totally, as you're saying it, I'm realizing like it was that, you know, like I had shows I loved as a kid that I still like, but like, like really young, you know, like four or five, whatever. But this was the first show that like I found and I got online and I learned everything about it as I could and learned what a season of television meant and, you know, things like that. So yeah, I, t I totally understand. So when you say like, you know, it was the show that made you want to um, learn English. W when you watched it initially, did you watch like the entire run of it um, with a dub or did you go to subtitles or like, that? that's so interesting to me that, that you're, your first experience with the show I know so well was probably with voices I've never heard before. You know, like what was that like when you finally kind of, I'm asking you a billion questions at once, excuse me. No, no, it's, not, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, when you first got into the show, was that, um, what was it like to, to watch it with the dub and then eventually find it, find the original, you know, recordings of it, the original actors speaking it? Yeah, the dub is more natural to me. The dub really? episodes. I, I was wondering, ones. yeah. Yeah, the voice, their voices, uh, I, I watched uh, last weekend uh, because we're going to do this. I said, sure. I thought, I'm going to watch the dub episode after about 20 years that I didn't watch the dub episode <laughs> um, to, to remember how it was. Yeah. And I felt 12 again. I felt like a kid again, yeah. sitting at the foot of my parents' bed, watching the show in Portuguese, recording it so I could watch later in the week. So it has this nostalgia feeling about it. That that's why I love this show. So uh, it's com when I first heard it in in English, it felt completely different. <laughs> the, their voices didn't match. Yeah. Uh, the, what. I knew it was the original, it was how it was meant to be, mm -hmm. but it felt wrong at the beginning because uh, their voices, and there's some things that I've noticed, uh, how high-pitched Terry's voice is <laughs> because the woman who dubbed her had this very deep voice, the same as Dean's. Uh, his voice was way deeper uh, in Portuguese and the, uh, if there was an actor who did his uh, dubbing, mm -hmm. And he passed away in a car accident mid-season four. So his voice changes oh, in the middle of the... Yeah. And the guy who did it for the first uh, three and a half seasons was very good. And he changed the tone of his voice when he was Clark and he was when he was Superman. You could, you could listen and know, even if you weren't watching, you know right. it was Superman talk. You, more you... than Dean did, you know. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's such something that Dean never even bothered with that, that we talk about a lot that that, I, you know, I love his Superman, but there's very little 
difference between his Clark and Superman. I love that that um I like that the 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 dubbing artist had had some freedom to kind of make that decision in doing that. That's so interesting. So yeah, anymore if you get into uh, I'm I'm not sure what other shows you're into, but if you get into like a, a current American show or or just English show in general, um will you will you watch, you know, the English version of it or or are you kind of more you know, um, comfortable in the in the dubbed version because, like, when I when I watch like something like Squid Game, for instance, on Netflix, like mm-hmm. I'll kind of go back and forth depending on how much I'm paying attention, you know, <laughs> like whether it's going to be uh, subtitled or dubbed. So, yeah, where do you fall with that? No, I watched everything in its original language. Uh, I'm watching uh, an Argentinian show now about uh, Eva Peron, uh, and I'm watching it. In- in Spanish, even though I don't speak Spanish, I don't yeah. understand Spanish, it's Spanish very much. Uh, I prefer to listen in its original language, uh, but watching uh, TV shows, uh, movies, um, documentaries, it's very common in Brazil to watch it dub. We have this option. And my mother is watching ER in Portuguese. It's very weird for me. She's, she's re-watching and it's it's dubbed and I find it I find it very weird because it's not it, that show I watched it in English uh, since when I started to understand uh, uh, to understand um, fairly reasonable it was uh, it, I didn't have to stop and put subtitles and everything mm-hmm. once I Got I got the language. I started to to list to watch uh, everything in its original language, and uh, even today, uh, I, most of the entertainment that I watched or listen, everything is in English. Just uh, a few, you know, uh, news shows. Everything yeah. is in Portuguese, but other than that, it's in English. So it's very natural for me. Even when uh, the show Lois and Clark. Uh, aired on HBO Max here. Yeah. Um, I started watching in English again, so it, it felt natural. Like you well. say, so it's just that it's the, it's the nostalgia of it for you, of, mm-hmm. of the dub, of, of the fact that you watched it as a kid that, that makes it feel, I don't know, more, more comfortable to you now. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I felt, it felt natural as well. It was fun, but um i can i can watch it more than one episode i have to go back to english now that i understand i have to go back i can't watch everything in portuguese anymore because it's too weird i miss it uh there's one thing that i've noticed i watched the if if i was going to watch an episode in portuguese i wanted to watch an episode that i really liked so i watched ultra woman which one is one of my favorites yep and i've noticed a couple of things you know all all that Paris Elvisms, you know, the expressions he uses, uh, mm-hmm. great shades of Elvis, it's all lost in translation. They don't I'm just going to ask, like, yeah, it, what are the big, so, so something, I, I, I guess Elvis is more cultural to, to America like that in that case. So does, in, in Portuguese, does the chief have somebody's, or like a, a catchphrase like that? No, he, he's still an Elvis fan. Okay. But he uses a few expressions. The, the Great Shades of Elvis is something that stuck with me. Uh, they don't translate it. They just translate it to a, 
a common phrase, a general phrase, it, mm. not that specific to, to Elvis, but uh, you can hear in you know, the episode where he asks um, the neighbor, Lois' neighbor, Star. Star. Uh, yeah, when she says, oh, have you talked to the king? They translated that. Oh, have you talked to the okay. king? Okay. Uh, that, yeah, there's there's too much that. Elvis to completely write it out, isn't there? You know. Yeah, and uh, his voice in Portuguese was horrible. They 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 gave him a voice that didn't match to Lane Smith. Yeah. So his voice in English is perfect, but, oh, of course. No. Not of it's course. His natural voice, of course. <laughs> but there's one thing that I've noticed uh, that pop culture refer uh, references also changed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in, in that ep uh, the episode, you know the scene uh, in Ultra Woman where Lois uh, gets the flowers from, uh, uh, she walks into the, the Daily Planet and there's a whole a lot of flowers and she says, oh, Governor Brad Pitt. Yes, Brad Antonio Pitt, Banderas. Antonio Banderas, yeah. And then she says, Deion Sanders. But Deion Sanders was a football player that for sure. us here in Brazil in the 90s wouldn't, wouldn't uh, mean anything. So they changed it in Portuguese. They said, "Ooh, Mel Gibson." So oh, we could so understand. Funny. And when I watched it in, in Portuguese uh, a couple of days ago, I said, "No, they said Deion Sanders," and I went <laughs> back to English because I, I I follow football, so I know who Deion Sanders was. His name wasn't mentioned, and then I went back and oh, they changed it. Oh, and that's I think awesome. they, they probably did in another uh, other episodes. I might someday have patience to sit and watch everything <laughs> again, but no, I don't think so. Oh man, as, as someone with a podcast, uh, you know, save your time, you know, go, <laughs> go enjoy the world. Don't, don't do that to yourself. But that's so interesting. I wanted oh. to ask you like if there were big changes like that, but it sounds like it's mostly just kind of incidental stuff that you change for, for regional reasons like that. Yeah, probably um, names, uh, a couple of names when they have a pun in the name of the sure. villain of the week. Sure, sure, sure. Again, uh, the episode uh, uh, was uh, Eugene Neutridge. Yeah. You can make it sound like Neutrogen, uh, the chemical element. Sure, uh, nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen or so something. So they translate, yeah, yeah nitrogen, sorry, nitro nitrogen. Uh, they translated his name. His name in Portuguese is the chemical elements uh, oh, in Portuguese. How strange. That's cool. So probably with other villains, they did that so they can, when the name had a pun in it or something meant. Uh, so it, it was something that changed. Uh, but I can I cannot remember another example. No, that, that's interesting. And, and like, you know, it, I, I'm always kind of fascinated by the idea that the show was was popular at all, even in America, because it, it feels like um, a lot of its cultural impact just kind of came and went, you know, over here. And there wasn't much merchandise. Not many people remember it. The only reason that I know it's because of like reruns early in the morning over here for a while. Um, but, it, but it was popular in Brazil. It was on the biggest network in the country. So like... It, do you have any feeling as to what, what made it popular at the time or it was just kind of one of those things that just clicked? I, I probably think it's because it was on the biggest network. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, this tradition of, I don't, I don't know if the right expression is important, the right phrase, the right word, sorry. 
is import TV shows. Mm -hmm. So it, imported, yeah. It was yeah, it was really common for us to watch American sitcoms, uh, and ER was really popular here. <laughs> um, it aired on Thursday night, uh, and everybody used to watch it. Uh, in this, the same network in the nineties, so it it wasn't like a big deal because it was really common. But this show was there uh, on Brazil. It started airing on Wednesday night. Then they changed it to Sunday night, season three. That's hmm. when I discovered the show. I okay. discovered the show on season three because it aired on Sunday nights and we had the, a big uh, TV show, the very important one on Sunday nights. And it was right after. It was okay. something like 60 minutes uh, type. You know? So the, the, I used to watch that show and then right after... Lois and Clark started, so I think the audience uh, of the show was uh, was a good audience because yeah. of that, you know. So, but I talk to people my age; they barely remember it. <laughs> Almost, if I, if I talk to someone my age, they say, "Oh yeah, the show used to air. I don't remember the name. Oh, the actor, yeah, wasn't he like uh, something?" And people vaguely remember i remember because i love the show and i right. have this all these cutouts uh, of magazines and stuff still uh with me but it was a, people don't remember i think in america it's the same you know they they knew they know terry from desperate housewives not mm -hmm. and Clark. terry is more known here i don't know by five people five other people who remember watching the show with me um <laughs> She's known for Lois Lane. Oh, she's the, the Lois Lane, not from Desperate Housewives. Not from Housewives. Yeah, and I guess in that way, that singular way, we're different. Where like, if I say the name Terry Hatcher to somebody on the street, they'd go Desperate Housewives or or maybe James Bond before before anything else. But yeah, that, that's funny. It sounds like it just kind of hit the network, that big network at the perfect time right before a show like that may have may have gone to cable and and had less less exposure but that's that's so cool you know so okay we've talked about the differences let's let's talk about the similarities what you were a fan you were a fan from the from childhood what are some favorites for you 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 said ultra woman was a big one like do you have a favorite episode of the series yeah, I used to have, then I started to listen to your podcast and you made me rethink oh, no. my opinion. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's okay, it's okay. Because uh, when I was a kid, my favorite episode, hands down, was uh, 311, Home is Where the Hurt Is. Oh, because great episode. The, yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. It, ha uh, it has no Superman in it. Uh, it's just, you no know, liner, bad sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I found it so cool because i love lois's parents they are the best in interacting with jonathan and martin mm -hmm. Th that episode was so fun yep. you know uh, and the romance because you know the romance is what kept us uh kept me from watching not all the superhero stuff uh, but then i i, I like the show then i started to listen to your podcast and i thought Okay, Tempest Fugitive is one of the best episodes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm fine to change this opinion then. I'm happy with this. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I, uh, I, so I have a, a, a split uh, decision about what's my favorite episode. You know, Tempest Fugitive is great. Uh, the one in season one where they are locked in, daily in the Daily Planet. Oh, Fly uh, Hard. Yeah. Awesome episode yeah. too. 
that's so fun. And Ultra Woman was on one of the best, you know. You have the villain of the week and everything in that. Uh, uh, it's so fun and it ends with the proposal and she knows that. that, that and I have a, a theory I wanted to share with you. I don't Please. Know. Oh, my God. Tempest is the main villain of the show, not Lex. In many because, ways. Yes, totally. Yeah, because the best uh, uh the peak of the show, the best episodes, happened between two Tempest episodes. Tempest Fugitive and Tempest Anyone, because mm -hmm. right after you have the, the clone wedding and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, <laughs> apart from, I think, the episode with Jimmy's dad, that's a bit weak. Oh, that is in between episode. there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that episode, everything else is so great. Yep. to watch you can go back from one tempest so it's like bookends to to oh sorry <laughs> no sorry in the middle of your your point my cat just jumped up and i laughed <laughs> no reason no, um, okay. i never thought of it to define it like that but you're absolutely right like when when i was covering especially those season three episodes there like that is my favorite stretch where it's just them dating and figuring it out you know like you're absolutely right yeah. And she uh, knows, uh, sorry, uh, she knows his Superman, she's helping him. If they kept that part a little bit longer, it would be perfect. But they just wanted to, you know, screw everything with that long wedding. <laughs> they thought they were so proud of themselves, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Homes with a Herd is, it, I've never heard that somebody say that as their favorite episode, but that, that is a damn good choice. I like that episode a lot. And it, it, it's no, a and good christmas episode and there's one cultural thing because christmas here in brazil and all tropical countries and southern hemisphere right. uh it's in the summer uh, right. christmas is in the middle of the summer so we don't have the this uh, snowy christmas the uh, fireplace and everything it's not common for us so when you watch a christmas episode with that you think oh spending christmas with snow it's gonna be it, it must be so fun yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. so pretty and everything <laughs> so we have this uh, this feeling at least uh, here we have um so that that gave something uh, a, a, some special part in the in the episode uh but there's fun that it, the episode is fun it's i like absolutely yeah and, and it's, like you were saying, I, I, I was realizing as you were talking, like, it is the intro of Lois's parents, too, as, you know, with their new actors. Oh, yeah. I never, oh, I never realized that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a great, a great intro for them and throw them right into the Kents and suddenly dad's got to help get Superman better and blah, blah, blah. It's awesome stuff. Um, you said the, this is, this is a really broad question for you so feel free to take your time um you know like at the end of every episode i like to ask you know was a good episode for lois and clark and superman and what was your favorite lois and clark moment do you have a moment from when you were a kid you said you're watching for the romance do you have like one or two moments that just stick out in your head of like that is that is my perfect you know scene for them my perfect version of them Oh, that is a I know, it's question. hard. I'll try to think of something too, because it, it's, it's a mean one. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think the Ultra Woman episode, uh, you know, yeah. when they changed roles, 
I can say that is a fun episode because uh, the end of uh, when she, her proposal to him is really fun. Yeah. Uh, because it's something that you never saw in the 90s. I think you've mentioned it a few episodes when you covered <laughs> it the It's the first time I saw it as a kid, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so it was not that common. And uh, that's something that really, uh, I don't want to go in a tangent, uh, but something that really bothers me with Lois, that she started the show as a really independent woman mm -hmm. from the 90s. And she was a working girl and she led... Uh, the, the her team and she uh, Clark just followed her around and by the end of the show the roles are opposite she she because not that it's a, not a it's not a problem that she becomes so preoccupied with her marriage and everything uh, all her problems seem to have uh, to, to be related to marriage and having yeah. kids and making dinner for the boss. And not that it's a problem, it's not a problem, but she, she becomes so uh, different from that Lois Lane, mm -hmm. that uh, working girl. Uh, and you gotta forgive me if I give uh, a wrong comparison because I thought about it. No, and please. You as an American can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but she started something like a Mary Tyler Moore mm -hmm. on Absolutely. her show. And then she ends the show similar to Donna Reed. <laughs> oh Would that God. be correct if I go uh, if, if I use this comparison? No, that's a perfect comparison. Actually, that's so funny. Um, yeah, no. I, I in fact, the, as as of this recording, you'll hear the next like two episodes me kind of complaining about that where you, you miss that Lois. There's there's that. I love the episode um, "Stop the Presses" in season four. Where, um, where she becomes editor-in-chief for a second. And, and it's awesome. And they do some great stuff in that episode. But then, like, she's still expected to, like, get their dry cleaning and cook the meal that night for him and his parents. And it's just like, no, you know, like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah, it, it, we understand the context of the show, you know, we understand the time that it was in, it was the 90s. You, you can't, we cannot think like, uh, uh, we cannot think, as uh, 2022 people. Totally. Uh, but it's frustrating. And I remember feeling that in season four. No, it's frustrating. Lois is not Lois anymore. Right. Because uh, she has all these uh, other preoccup preoccupations. Is that a mm -hmm. word? Okay. Um, she worries about this common things that it's okay if he did it. He could do it faster. He could get the dry cleaning faster. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was very frustrating at the end, uh, watching Lois become this uh, other character. Mm -hmm. uh, but her on season one and two uh, at her best. For me... I, I'm, I don't follow anything related to superheroes or uh, other uh, su Superman show mm -hmm. like Smallville, as I said. Or I tried to watch Superman and Lois, got to five episodes. Those kids bothered me so much. <laughs> I don't want to watch them. But Terry is the best Lois Lane there is. Oh, I hands think. down. Uh, hands down. I have seen all of those shows you just said, and there are some wonderful Lois Lanes in them, but, but still... She is, she is everything. She is, it does not miss yeah. a beat. Um, just the scripts, like you're saying, not, not always great to her. Um, for me with the show though, too, yeah. and going back and like, we're at, I'm almost at the end of season four here, you know, 
it is there are definitely detriments to the show like you're saying in characterization but as far as like her and their relationship it is like two or three steps forward and just one step back for me like i i i looking at it as a whole recently it's just like i i'm so appreciative for what it brought that was new to the show and and kind of you know put some life into the old stuff and then and then they kind of lost the way at the end and and it was kind of justifiably canceled, you know, although it got, I guess it got more of a fair shake over here than it did in Brazil, where at least they, they aired the whole thing over here. That's such a bummer. Yeah, um, and I, uh, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, it felt, uh, I, I never felt that the show truly was over because of the cliffhanger at uh, the end of season four. That bothered me so much. And I feel like uh, there is another show that I uh, really loved uh, watching it. Uh, it was Gilmore Girls. Ah. I felt really, I loved that show. And we had this ending with the Netflix reboot mm -hmm. that they did. Um, so it felt like a, a story beginning to end, completed story and everything. And with Lois and Clark, we never got that. We have, yeah. oh, season five was going to be like this. Right. Uh, so, uh, but we never did. So we found a tiny, tiny, tiny pieces, basically. You know, the I wanted my ending of this show. Of course, yeah. we'll never get it. But um, yeah, it, season four is well, it was okay to cancel because it's not the best episodes. No, no it's not. So, uh, real quick, when you when, when did you finally see the final season? When you when you got DVDs ultimately? Yeah, when, like when, uh, when you finally think, saw that cliffhanger, I don't remember exactly, but I think uh, the DVDs uh, I bought them while I was in college, so probably 2005, 2006. Okay. Yeah, right when they and, came and out. Then, yeah, yeah, around that time. So I just sat and watched the whole the whole thing. It wasn't surprising because I know I I had read about the ending. I had sure. never watched the ending. Um, but when I watched it, it was okay. The, the, the teenage feeling had passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the passion, the nostalgia. <laughs> uh, today, I love the show for the nostalgia. Just about that. Amen. I, I love, too, that it's still something that, like, you'll go back yeah, on occasion and watch the dub, too, and just kind of experience the, the way you first found it. You know, like, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. Every time I say... I know I'm having dinner or something, have to work on something. I put on the episode just to keep listening to it. So it puts me in a good place. Yep. Uh, and uh, I watched it with the Facebook. I found it, a three-hour show. I found the Facebook group and then the watch parties. Oh, you're in the watch parties. Have, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, everybody there is so nice. And uh, I put a, a, a put on a, an alarm on my phone so I can remember to sit and watch the episodes. Uh, and it's really fun to watch with other people who love this show. Uh, it feels less lonely because yeah. I was the only one in, with, uh, in my friends group uh, since then that I really loved the show. So your podcast and the, the watch parties may make made me feel uh, less lonely about loving this show <laughs> so much uh, and i have to thank you so much for that because it's really fun i, I listen to your episodes while i'm at work and when it ends i go back ah, i'm gonna hear them again because I, it's so 
fun to watch other people talking about something that you like so much. Uh, and it made me realize a lot of things about the episodes that I just missed it, you know, <laughs> 25 years later. I, I, I hope not too much um, uh, in the bad column. I, I certainly don't want to take anyone's fandom away, but um, thank you for saying that. That, that. that truly means the world to me. Um, I, and it's, uh, it's funny when, when I was, started the podcast it was literally just this experiment with with ryan and i at the time uh and i had no idea how many genuine fans of the show would jump in and listen and and um and want this content too so it it um it it means a lot to hear that thank you very much and i'm so glad i'm sorry we couldn't get you on for like a, a you know episode episode but i'm so glad we got to do this for for everyone that has reached out. I've had to turn some people away at this point too. Like season's booked, you know, we're, we're only, uh, I think I've only got like 10 or 11 episodes left to record. So we're, we're in the home stretch at this point, we're in the end game. Um, but thank you everybody who's, who's reached out to, um, be on the show and, and just send your support. Everyone's been very gracious and understanding, um, when we couldn't get them on. Um, but Helena, I'm, I'm so glad we got to get you on and get your fan experience with the show because it's, it's you know, you've heard it with literally a different voice, you know, when you first saw it and you still loved it and something still still stuck in there for you. So so thank you so much for reaching out uh, and, and coming and joining me here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, what you're doing is so great. Uh, as I said, you made us feel less lonely and you made uh, me you made me know that there are other people that love the show as much as I did. And uh, listening to your episodes, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm 12 again, sitting at the foot of my parents' bed watching the show uh, again. So it's, it's really fun uh, and uh, great work that you do. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to my broken English. Uh, oh talking about this Shut show up with that you're fine yeah. you, again <laughs> <laughs> i can barely speak english so you're doing great um no, th thank you um thank. thank you for saying that thank you for for listening and uh I, now i've got to join a watch party man i feel terrible that i've never jumped in but uh um but yeah we'll have to do that before the before the season ends um but yeah th thank you so much for joining me and for Lois and Clark, I've been Matt Truex. I've been Elena Catani. Would you like to say it? Uh, okay. Folk off, everybody. <laughs> that was the most cheerful folk off we've ever had. That was wonderful. <laughs> Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. Metropolis.